You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for Californication. Tonight's host is Stuart Lill. Joining Stuart will be AfterBuzz co-host Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Californication news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, Stuart It's going good. We're going to have another perfect episode. Why are you looking at me like that, Phil? Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm giddy still. Oh, okay. The, the title of the episode is called The Perfect Day, and uh-huh. so we're going to have a perf- another perfect episode. Oh, okay. Yes, you, you tied that in very well. I, I, didn't, I did not follow you until just now. Stu, you got to get you got to get on board here. Brother. I'm sorry. It's it's because I'm typically a co-host, and uh, now I've got to jump into the ship because our, our uh, good sir Kevin is... He's not, not with us right now, but um, but, but yeah. you host Southland. Come on, yeah, but uh, I I um, I signed up for that, Phil. I didn't sign up for this, as some people in the army would say when they're yeah. Well, it's you got called into duty, so now it's time to step up. Okay. Um, well, I then, felt it was I could have done it myself, but you know what? I said no. Let's do have the opportunity. Let's do have the opportunity. Give him the credits. Yes, exactly. I appreciate it, Phil. I you never you never let me down here over here at the After Dark Buzz TV Studios. Well, thank you, um, Phil. First, yeah. I just want to touch on a couple things. Okay, before we well, dive into our good old episode here. Sure, sure. What do you got? First of all, with the uh, iPad. Uh huh. At the, at the hotel? Uh, at the hotel. You know, speaking of the iPad, which also this second version came out this week. But um, a very good I, – I, I scoffed at it the first thing. I, I it, it bugs the hell out of me. Um, the and At the hotel or the iPad too? The iPad in general bugs me, but it's when I see it in television, especially with uh, keyboards, mm-hmm. especially a hotel that doesn't use card swipers for a hotel room, but, but uh, and they use keys, but they, they're snazzing enough to use an iPad for uh, their computer. I just I just thought that was a little ridiculous, and um, it I've for seen a show for a show that that's uh, using Hank Moody as their as their lead man who's anything but fake. Uh, I just I just felt that was uh, I don't know. I see people using iPads all the time now, and uh, I see I, no no I go to yeah. I go to AT and T, and okay so you go in there and okay for the waiting queue, let all right let me add you. Yep, it puts me in the iPad, and there it appears on the screen. I'm on the waiting queue. But that's a waiting queue. This is a hotel that has to orga- manage, I don't know how many rooms um for it just it just seemed a little a little uh But the Hotel Marmont can't have iPads? You know, I'm going to have to go to the Hotel Marmont and I'm going to have to do a personal investigation about this. All right. And I'm going to call them out about it if there is no uh Well, I know they iPad. want the authenticity of, you yeah. know, 
I mean, they obviously have the keys because it's that sort of we we talked about it um, on numerous shows. It's that California typical um, hotel where all the greats go, uh-huh. and so they want to keep it that way. So, what do you think? They should keep typewriters as well, and like you know, typewriters would be a and- nice would be a nice look. It'd be it'd be very classy, I believe. Um, but I they got to progress somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the iPad is it. Now, I don't want to kill a sponsor. That Apple could be for us, but uh, you know, I don't want the iPad sponsoring the show, Phil. I'm gonna go out and say it. All right. But anyway, um, and another thing. Another thing. This week. Uh, well, Are you reading this on the message board? No, by no, the no, way, because no, this... you said you would throw something to me. Yes. Because uh, Stu this, likes to read the message this board. This is this is the thing I was gonna throw. He at likes you. to do everything but watch the show when I... he's watching the show. <laughs> I thought this. Uh, I thought this. It's a current event. Obviously, he's been in the media a lot. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Charlie Sheen, and I thought, Hank, uh, I I don't see Hank being too far from a Charlie Sheen. No, I see Char- I see Hank Moody more like a Charles Bukowski. A Charles Bukowski? Yes. Did you refresh With that? more no- notoriety. Uh, Charles Bukowski, the great uh, writer slash uh, he did poetry and basically an overall drunk, but a great wordsmith. Uh-huh. Um, and wrote pretty much stories like Hank. Yeah. I don't think Charlie Sheen write stories and um you should and and the whole the whole notion about uh californication with the movie that's pretty much like when charles bukowski um in the 80s they did mickey rourke and faye dunway did barfly which um charles bukowski wrote and then eventually he wrote a book on it called hollywood okay so much more like charles bukowski not really like charlie sheen so but but thanks for trying to play (laughs) I just want to incorporate current events into the show, Phil. I was—I know it might have been a bit of a stretch. I know Charlie probably. Well, all, all I will say that the one thing that they do have definitely in common is that at the end of the day, Hank Moody is winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and a train wreck at the same time. But um, but yes. Anyway, that's that. Those are the two things I want to touch on before we dove into our. Fair our, enough. Uh, perfect, I'm glad I could. Our, our I could offer episode. An- Yes, but uh, thank you for your insight, Phil. That's why I wanted to save it. For the, well, we uh, we we are we are joking about it here at Afterbus TV, where we want to have a Charlie Sheen edition. Oh, you know, did um, did you see his Ustream last night? Uh, I Kevin sent us a link. I did not have a chance to watch it. Don't but, uh, don't bother. Just no. watch the first two minutes. You'll get the whole hour of what it was. And um, okay, so watch the first two minutes. But that's okay. about it. It's I think Kevin Kevin would have a great take on it. He watched the whole thing. He sent me the link and uh, the link or. In the subject line, he put Charlie Sheen is winning. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think, if anything, that was the biggest single mistake um, he could have made because he he killed everything about his legend uh, in one hour. All right, I'll have to all, check that out. It's it's one of those things where everyone around him is just as crazy as he is, but usually he's much he's much smarter than them, so mm-hmm. they're very annoying to listen to, and they're just kind of feeding off of his uh, his fifteen minutes of well, I mean his. Yeah, I guess it's 15 minutes of fame right now, even though he's already famous. Um, but yeah, it was it was just just kind of disturbing and di- very boring, and it just it was very flat. And unfortunately, Charlie went from I despised him for for the show. Mm-hmm. I just I really don't like that show to happen. Um, and then he became I I mean I put every single quote he he said in the first two days from like thursday and friday from his radio show in 2020 mm-hmm. and then uh and then he had this ustream and then it just he's, he's i think he's actually lower than he was from two and a half uh men 
I see. That's how I, that's how I feel about him now. I'm I'm very disappointed. That's I gotta say, I, I didn't mind two and a half men. I, you know, they they always played on planes, and uh, that's the choice between that's that key demographic, the plane passengers, <laughs> right there. You know, I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> I'm saying. Um, I wonder if networks keep that in mind. I'm well, sure. we're doing great on American Airlines and Southwest, but um, not so great in the homes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, okay, so it's another perfect day, Phil. And, and um, so far, I would have to say it was episode. quite the day for Runkle. Yeah, uh, yes, it was indeed. And well, I mean, th- I mean, I saw this coming with his. Uh, I mean, I, I knew that I knew the real estate agent uh, Peggy would be sticking around, mm-hmm. um, and of course, she is the first person he's slept with. That's he's done it multiple times that we know about, anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, sure enough, gets a call from. Uh, oh, it's just getting progressively scarier. You know, this time the I, I have to say, um, when they have their sex scene, there's no, there's not one like for a sex scene that could be so enjoyable by the viewers. It's it's the fantasy that she's going putting Runkle through uh, is so gross and and I love him trying to just. I had to look away. I I I. I but got, he 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 totally like is trying to he goes for it. But at the same time, he's trying to advert it, where she says, "What if our parents catch us? <laughs> uh, they're they're dead. They're dead. Just just keep going." And um, and I love how Runkle just pretty much kind of sucks at sex, and yet is still winning. How is he? Yeah, I. Oh man, we're gonna start winning a lot of this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, really. That, By man, the way, that is the, that is the, all he does. He's always on bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. And if he's on top, he finishes in like two seconds, um, which he's well. With the um, when Stu set him up with whoever that was, the, the, the reader, for lack of a better word, yeah, the, right, the yeah. person who reads scripts, right, right, right. And um, I believe he does uh, doggy style with her, and he he like collapses after three seconds. Yeah. Uh, he's like it always happens with doggy, and and yeah, he just he just sucks. And I don't know why Marcy's. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into that, but. I mean, I, I know Marcy lived with this, but um, I'm surprised she she married this. To be, mm-hmm. to, in all honesty, for because he's winning, Ronkel's just winning. Yeah. By the way, that is everyone's new favorite catchphrase. I was talking with Doug Herzog, head of MTV, last night. So loves winning. I I love the term. I have to say, but um, it's been around before. But, you, but I love but how U-Stream, it's gotten escalated. His Ustream episode, everyone like ten different people were like winning, and he's like. All right, and um, this week, who's not winning is, uh, you know, this certain guy. And, and then uh, totally losing, you know, it's just, man, I was so in love with it. And, and his uh, tattoo. And his tattoo. got a winning tattoo on his wrist. And that's and, awesome. Oh, I, I thought that was awesome. I was like, that's awesome. And then, and then, and then it's just. Runkle has a tattoo. It doesn't say winning, but. No, it's definitely a losing tattoo, that little tramp stamp on his back, which uh, he still hasn't addressed, has he? I mean, the fact that, okay, so he gets a call from Marcy. Yeah. Peggy gives him the phone. She's totally cool with it. And she starts jerking off. And Runkle is still winning with this girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most girls would be, the fact that they have to finish themselves off, <laughs> that would be it for them. I feel like. Uh-huh. But or at least maybe from, I don't know. I'm I'm not Runkle, so I haven't been in as many situations as he has uh to dissect it as much, uh, I got to get involved. I got to <laughs> got to go on research, R and D department, research and development. Well, Kevin, 
is our uh, research and development uh, for the show, as he already has tried to take on the Hank Moody role. And I don't know if maybe he that's where he is one. right now. Maybe he is taking on a Runkle investigation. Um, Could be and a, and a hotel Mamat whatever uh, iPad. Uh, also looking into that one, I'll have to get him on that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, really, he really is winning. Even when he's lo- even when he sucks at sex. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and as I said, just I don't even have a sister, so I don't relate as much to people who have siblings about uh, having sex with a sister. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. We're, we're only yeah, children. We, yeah, we are only children commenting about this. But uh, I, in that moment, I just, I just a figment of my imagination produced a sister. And, um, <laughs> I just had this horrible feeling about about uh, going through going through such a th- scenario. Well, um, uh, I mean, people have weird fetishes. That's a reality um, for some people, Phil. Let's not forget that. I mean, Two Girls, One Cup was a huge hit. I'm not even going to go into what Dot that com was. .com for anyone who's interested. <laughs> uh, it's not It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. Um, oh, boy. But all right, let's get to the dinner party. <laughs> um, yeah, so to the dinner party. Uh, that's, what he, that's what he was on the phone for, right? He was getting yeah. invited. And, um yeah, so we show up, Hank and Peggy, the real estate, and we finally get the the meet and greet between her and, and good old Marcy, and Marcy's trying to, it looks like, kind of show Runkle his, her extravagant, uh, look what I have now without you, but at the same time, she kind of wanted him over, obviously, um, and she meets Peggy's like, our real estate agent? Like, <laughs> I mean, she for me, she let her guard down immediately because of that, and yeah. Runkle brought in anyone else. Oh yeah, yeah, but, was, yeah. yeah but, it had to be the real estate. It had to be someone somewhat close. That that, and I don't think that's what Runkle was going for. It just happened to be the girl that he had. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, especially when we came into when when Marcy's like, well, Runkle's like, this is what you want. I mean, I don't want to be tied down. I don't mm-hmm. want. I mean, I want to be. I want to be free. I don't. I want to be free of responsibility. And this is like. This is immediately. You know, Marcy, they've invited her, invited them over so she can, I guess, originally, like, hey, I'm having a baby, and uh, I guess kind of be a shot at Runkle and kind of show now that, but but I guess in a way kind of bring him in, um, mm-hmm. get him interested, but obviously he doesn't want that. Well, it, it was it was actually funny how Stu just takes Peggy right off the bat, and he's like, so lovely you came. I can't wait for this flip, this trade that's uh, that's coming. It's like... You know, it's good. It's it's almost like the equivalent of sports. We're we're obviously not mid season, but um, it's almost like that we're reaching the trade deadline. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Um, this would be a great trade. I mean, considering she said she's not she's not bare, uh, barren, and mm-hmm. um, so she could produce Stu's uh, children, uh, fat little bald children, and um, she he's he's obviously with the woman he's hooked up with uh runkle we know he's into into the crazies and i yeah this would be a great trade and th- and marcy's definitely gonna be on board with his trade yes yeah but, um <laughs> <laughs> i love how we dissect that yeah uh as as we are general managers of of relationships um relationship trades um but yeah no with the dinner though you know, with Marcy's really in the middle of things, uh, middle between Stu and and Runkle at the table, and 
and he says we have to make an announcement. And uh, I just love how she's just. I, I just love how Marcy keeps reverting back to aborting the baby. And uh, this includes trying to chug some wine to like one covered up and two like you know it's going through her head like I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get rid of this thing or something like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then uh, Stu just saves the day and. But then Peggy just says it like, "Are you gonna keep it?" Like, <laughs> like. Uh, and then yeah, Marcy, are we gonna keep it? <laughs> no, and then Marcy. Mar, what what is her line? It's something like, "What are you dumb?" Or like, not. It's something in that vein. And immediately Stu says, of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so it seems like yeah, that Marcy's reaction is like, you know, the the subtext of for uh, Peggy of Marcy saying, what are you dumb, is that. Of course we are, you know? Like, why why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. And Although then, she would, and then in Peggy's mind, she was probably thinking, wow, she's an idiot. Yeah. We're trying to drink while having a baby. Or do you think she's an idiot for having a baby? Who, Peggy? No, Peggy, yeah. Do you think, because, I mean, later, when they're talking, like, because she gets mad at her uncle for wanting to have a kid, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe she's looking down on Marcy for, I mean, that's why she would ask in the first place, like, are you keeping it? Right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Okay. Okay, whatever. And then her uncle flips out, you know, like, no, no, I don't care. Or I forgot what his line was, but. um, Trying to be apathetic, but clearly not. Yeah, no, just. His true feelings come out, even though the scene before he says he wants to be free, but free of her anyway. And of course, that's not the case when uh, they talk in the car with Peggy. Uh, Most of the time, we say the opposite of what we mean. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, or at least on this show, a lot of subtext, a lot of subtext in these conversations. But yeah, no. But then we came to the uh, as one IMDb uh, reviewer said was the jumping the shark scene of this episode. <laughs> what is the jump shark? Char- uh, 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 Runkle getting a a, uh, a Hummer uh, from uh, from Peggy when she burns him in the chest after discussing this child and how he has feelings with Marcy uh, with a cigarette and then going ahead and giving him then going ahead giving him a blowjob and then the, the, the maid coming in. Um, it just became the most ridiculous. Although no, I mean it's very in with Californication, so I I disagree that this is a jumping the shark is much b- bigger than that. Yeah. If these types of things have been layered in from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. It's not jumping the shark. Jumping the shark is taking a whole new direction. (laughs) And we know Peggy's crazy. I mean, they just... (laughs) Fuck me, brother? Yeah. Like, what? (laughs) Um, Pardon my curse words, but that's what she said, you know? Mm. And so, so she's pretty messed up, so I could see... Her burning his nipple and then being like, "I'm so sorry. Let me uh, let me make it up to you." And I thought she was gonna like kiss his nipple. <laughs> okay, so I was wrong on that one. I have to Fuck say good this for Uncle. I have to winning. say I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna semi complain about uh, when they first came into the house and you could it was it was kind of obvious ADR with Runkle because there was no echo when he talked and then like when Marcy and Stu would talk there was an echo and then like but then like two lines later Runkle was echoing I don't know whatever I got over it I didn't really care I was just gonna nitpick but then I have to say their audio though is amazing with uh with Peggy and well with any with any blow jobs on the show they just they always put maximum moisture into the into the sound effects on these things and it's 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 definitely obvious you know she's not doing something else I I just, I, I just have to compliment about that <laughs> 
I would love the sound designers of like, what are we using for this one? All right, go with. Uh, <laughs> can't even come up with the name right now, but Jesus. You know, um, this, I mean, they didn't do this, but when I was in the editing room at the uh, Defenders, um, it was I thought it was always funny how they, when they didn't get like certain audio, like when there'd be a room full of people, they would just make up. The, they'd just kind of pretend to do conversations amongst them because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually they're supposed to be quiet on set, and only the actors, the lines would speak, uh, so you wouldn't uh, mess up their audio. Um, but yeah, so they would like, and I was, and I got in on one of these things where we had to pretend to be like the jury, just discussing like how. So I'm wondering. So are the editors? Uh, what do you think they're doing to get that sound effect uh, amongst each other? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. Well, well yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I refuse to go there. Billy, really, since you're an editor, um, I'd like to press you on this. Uh, well, I gotta say, here's the thing for me. I love Californication, but there's, it's definitely noticeable at times, like bad editing. Uh-huh. Um, you'll have, and a lot of uh, in, uh, what we call continuity errors. Like, um, I noticed a bunch of times, prior episodes, Hank's hair would be like kind of to one side and then they and then they cut to another angle of him and it would be uh more flat mm. um and tonight they're just people mismatching and um but you know what it's telling the story and you know, at the end of the day nobody cares about con- the reason you will see if you really nitpick you will see so many continuity errors oh, yeah. and that's because uh the scene must be driven on emotion if you can drive it on emotion most people 99 percent will of it will go unnoticed yeah no, I, I know how it feels. But uh, going back to the sound design, um, that, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they have, like, a, a nationwide contest under a different uh, pseudonym of, like, <laughs> send us your best uh, recordings, uh-huh. for lack of a better word. How, how, how do you get your special sound effects? Uh, I mean, not for that, obviously, but uh, do, do, you, do you just have, do you ever go out into the field Okay, I've never. I've never. I mean, the the reason why this is tough. I one of the things that I do, I produce and I edit. Yeah. Um. However, as an editor, I've never had to edit a sex scene. Unfortunately. Um. I feel like if anything, you probably but, borrow but, it. Uh, we we. Um, but sound effects. In we know a friend. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And uh, they own like the third biggest porn company in America. Wow. And uh, so I don't know if you. I guess if you wanted that kind of library, you could just go ask them, and I'm sure they'll uh, sell it out to you. Wow, I you know I never. The porn industry amazes me. I I always forget about them. And well, it's you know what's interesting. There's um they're kind of started doing what Redbox is doing. Um, but so that truck drivers can uh, get their porn. However, they've gone a better step. Is they this is oh, you, said Red, you said Redbox. Yes. Oh God. Okay. Uh, but this is like you. <laughs> this is flash drive activated. So you put your flash drive in there because a lot of these truck drivers have computers. Uh huh. And so that, and then you download the movie onto your thumb drive and then watch it on your computer. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, they're always a step ahead of the game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, it's so funny how, uh, yeah, the porn industry does it first, and then the movie industry comes right behind. And uh, uh, no pun intended there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my god! But uh, follows their lead. I mean, I mean that's how that's how uh, hotel hotel videos. I mean, I mean, oh, is that is that true? I know VHS. I don't usually like the platform of movies is usually determined because whatever the, the porn. porn industry goes with, 
That's yeah. what's going to be done. Well, that's why I went with Blu-ray. And that's why I went with Blu-ray. Isn't that why they went with VHS, right? Of course. Yeah, and all that. And Well, VHS was also because um, the at this was back in the day, probably like 20, 30 years ago, but um, it was VHS versus Beta Cam. Beta was right. A, bigger, and only held an hour, whereas VHS was smaller and held two hours. Exactly. So you got more porn more on porn. it. Uh, anyways, back I learned to this sh- in the classroom, by the way, over at uh, good old Emerson College. Our teacher enlightened us about all this. So, if you want to get a real education, well, yeah, if you want to get a, I, we I've seen porn from like the 1910s. Oh yeah, yeah, it's quite crazy. It is weird. Nice, silent, black and white, very grainy, very grainy. The hairstyles back then weren't weren't so hot. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the reason, I guess. Uh, I see Charlie Chaplin. The saving grace while we're talking about this is I could see Hank Moody being into that. Yeah. Uh, Wait, 1910 porn? Well, just the curiosity of it, you know, just like the Criterion collections, he would watch these sort of things. Uh-huh. He's okay. an artist. Yeah, it's true. So, speaking of Hank still. Speaking of Hank. Uh, wink, wink. Wink. Wink, frickety wink. Uh, yeah, so Hank. I mean, we see his lawyer for a scene, really my just really minor. It just kind of sets her up for next episode about how they have a, a court date the following week. Um, but he goes back to his room, and uh, lo and behold, can't get in. Which this is what confused me because um, he has a what a, a key. key. So it's like they changed the lock on him or something. That's come on. <laughs> Maybe it's like half electronic. Maybe it's um, a simulacrum in the sense that you're supposed to think it's. It is a key. It uh-huh. looks like a key. It feels like a key. But when you turn it, it's actually electrically activated. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And if the, the hotel is that advanced to have iPads as their computers, I, I can believe that. We're so entering the simulacrum. Simulacrum. Um anyway, so twenty five grand. Uh Hank's very careless with money, obviously. Goes found asleep outside his house, because... Uh, because Runkle wouldn't let him in. Apparently, Runkle yeah, wasn't answering his calls and wouldn't let him in. Um, and yep, trying to trying to rationalize with Becca that sleeping in your car is fine. And uh, then of course she says, "There's bird shit on your shoulder," and that just totally deflates his uh, his hot air balloon. And um, <laughs> and I love how he wipes it with the rest of his alcohol from that mini. Uh, yeah, yeah. In that order, drinking and then driving. <laughs> And then uh, using the drink to, yeah, take off the bird shit on his shoulder. Um, but anyway, yeah, she, he's in, he's invited in, and this turns into seemingly a pretty good day. And teaching Becca how to drive. Teaching Becca was... how to drive stick. And it's uh, kind of – I'm glad Runkle balanced this out because um, I'm just – I mean, I'm just saying that this – Hank wasn't very entertaining for me today. Um but, you know, I, I guess it was kind of... Because the family lifestyle is not winning. It's, yeah. It's That's win- not what we like to see. It's winning because, I guess, Ben um, is more in it, so there's a little bit more stability, but they kind of look at Hank or like, ah, oh, well, you're still our dad and ex-husband or whatever he technically is. I don't really know what he is. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah, you just... They, yeah, he's like, you know, cooking... I start eating breakfast with them and then talking about cooking dinner with them and and, and coronaries. I, and, and I mean, for me, this whole episode, um, Hank-wise, culminates obviously to the climax where him and Karen are sitting down and she's speaking. And me, I always like to cut to the chase because obviously, like, I get I, the, the I, most no, meeting I, is come, it comes out of the climax. Yeah, yeah, no, me. I agree. 
Um, it was this, and and you know we see Becca. But prior to that, she's she's mad because it's her fault for ruining a perfect day. Now, you know what I mean. Uh, ben thinks that Karen's defending Hank. Yeah. Um, and the question we're asked is, how the f did we get here? Yeah. And um, so all the stuff prior, that's part of how we get to the end of that day. And and yeah, but and this the, happens every day. Yeah. And then Karen, yeah, in the end, you're still gonna be on trial for raping an underage girl and. Um, and, you and, tr- and you tricked me into this relationship. The end. And that's the reality. And so she doesn't know how we got there, but this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I just want to touch on Benny. Um, so first uh, evidence of him not being a likable character, Phil. It's kind of big. What's that? Well, I mean, he he kind of accused Karen for sticking up for ben, or Hank and uh, – but you could see, you could see. I mean, I could see that. Um, I mean, the fact that I mean, Hank did have booze on his breath. Yes. So, from his perspective, I could see that. Now, um, we as the audience, obviously, you know, that I'll leave that for everyone else to judge. I mean, as an audience member. Um, and that was the point. I think they wanted you to feel bad for Hank because he actually. You feel bad, Frank, but you got to remember, Ben's daughter was in that car too. Hank was in charge of her. No, actually, but here, here's where, here's where you, you know, if I, if I was Hank, I would stupidly argue this. If the, you told me not to watch him, mm-hmm. you joked about how I shouldn't watch him, so I just let him be. And <laughs> yeah, I actually try right, to yeah. be responsible in the sense of where <laughs> I stayed home and I just read a book. They didn't want to play darts with hypodermic needles, Ben. So I got out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to parent over at dinner with my wife. Exactly. Yeah. Good job. Anyway, but yeah, culminated to that that scene with Karen, and uh, that was that was pretty. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Two weeks to to uh, sub. Uh, sorry, less than great storylines with Hank. I oh, I'm sorry. No, last week was fine. It was two weeks ago when he went to golf. That's uh-huh. that's what I wasn't cool about. Last week was fine. So it's been an up and down. You know, whatever. Well, for me, that, what, what are you saying? You didn't like that scene. No, no, that scene was fine. I'm saying it, I thought that scene was one of the best scenes I've seen. It was no, very, that's, no, it was a great scene. I'm just saying it was it, almost like the uh, the sitting on the ledge uh-huh. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a couple's episodes ago, when they're you know right. It, it, I don't know the it, the freeze frame episode. I I, I just it, I just felt I uh, I mean we didn't go mm, we didn't go far. I I, I guess with uh, with Hank today. In terms of uh, he he's in debt and he, well, it was just have, another perfect day. Even though they have a good day, um, and with this kind of in the background uh, on his conscience, which he hasn't shared with anyone, that I well, he sort of did, but he, he made it made it out to be much uh, less of a problem. I wonder if he got paid, by the way, from Sasha for that hundred thousand. That would cover it. He said he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. So where'd it go? Nah. That's an expensive hotel. How he blew through that, and now he's twenty five thousand in debt. I I, I want to look into his expenses of this hotel. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty expensive hotel still. It's I, historic. This is uh, okay. Well, it's historic, and uh, it will make any rich and famous uh, author a poor man. Yes, which is why Charles Bukowski never lived there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I uh, I feel that we've discussed this episode pretty well and uh all right we well should let's go to another 
perfect commercial. All right, winning. You want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the after buzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig! Oh, come off. That wig! Come off, baby! No! Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. What do we got here? This is like this very is surfer boy, not Hank Moody music. Isn't this like this the, is Hank's theme song actually? Yeah, is it? Isn't this uh, this is like what they use in like the credits or something for next next time, don't they? Maybe. I don't know. It's very. I yeah. feel like it's somewhat too mellow to be Hank. It's very, Hank's very like edgy. Tree Adams, and he actually named it Hank's theme uh, for the show Californication. Oh. All right, shows what I know. All I know is uh, I think Southland's theme is the best. And, uh, I, I don't because know. I can, uh, South, uh, Jesse, find Southland's theme. But um, <laughs> what I like is uh, the theme, the uh, Southland. I can always go, uh, once Jesse pulls it up, but um, I feel so embarrassed. There, There's like a tone. Here we go. We're waiting for it. It's very ominous. Because I'm always waiting on Stu to show up, by the way. The room always gets colder when this, when this it, song comes it, Well, I'm always, it, it always gets colder because my... Uh, I was going to say my blood boils, but that means it would get hotter. Uh. But, um, And then there's going to be a part in about a few seconds. I wish it was sooner so I could prove my point. Here we go. Okay, we're getting there. It gets very edgy. And then when Stu comes, and the lady will come on in like 10 seconds... Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. There it is. Stewart, 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 Stewart. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. Because Stewart needs to come. Not come as in show up. Because he's always late. Okay. Let's All right. Thank you, Jesse. Um. Anyway, Stu, what's our special segment? All right. Uh. So, I thought we could discuss... Um, Showrunners. Okay, thanks for the crickets. All right, all right. <laughs> Cut it. Cut that out. Any, anyway. Um, I, Showrunners, one okay. More, one, more, one more thing about Charlie Sheen's Ustream uh, thing. Uh, they used the worst sound effects. It had no relation to what yes, they are talking about. <laughs> it was like farting noises and, and screaming, and, and, and Charlie doesn't even know this is going on. Like, I, I don't I- know. I don't know who's on who's 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 behind that. But <laughs> I thought it was like my computer, like some other website was pulled up. But it, people like had a Twitter stream right next to it. Like, what is that? Like, Charlie Sheen's winning sound effects and all this stuff. But uh, Jesse, you got to get us some winning sound effects yeah. for our perfect episode. <laughs> I'll uh, work on it. Yeah, but um, 
But no, I, yeah, I want to talk about. Uh, I mean, I. I I, I want to talk about showrunning couples and working together in Hollywood. Um, I can give you an example. Okay, but first, because uh, obviously Marcy and, and Runkle are sort of working together and with uh, her and, and Stu, so I thought, uh, and I, I just came across this great article about uh, showrunners from the shows Big Love, The Good Wife, Blue Bloods, and uh, a couple other ones. But yeah, what a good example, Phil? Well, what, what did your article say? Oh, well, it was, it was basically interviewing like um, what what a marriage is like while running a show and um, how how you don't really get a lot of alone time while you are producing a show because, I mean, uh, but at the same time, they all kind of... producing it together, though. You're producing it together. So there's like, you don't get a lot of alone time, but at the same time, if you're married to a showrunner, you're not going to have... You're not going to see him at all. So it's... They're like... So it's perfect. It's ideal that if you are a showrunner that your partner be, a, be your be your husband or wife. Well, I mean, here, again, I we might have mentioned this on the show. I know I've done it on other shows. The fact that, okay, if you want to get a girl, mm. work with her. Yeah. Right? Right. Work. Why is that still? Um, well, so you, especially, I don't know what that one was. Uh, that's our that's our winning sound effects <laughs> that have nothing to do with the, with the, what we're talking about <laughs> that, that because was... <laughs> in honor of Charlie <laughs> Sheen. In honor of Charlie Sheen. So uh, you will continue to hear random sound effects throughout the rest of the show. Very appropriate. Um, no, but yeah, I, I, especially in this business where you're going 12, 12 uh, even eighteen hour days of just trying to get a, trying to get a script around turned around in uh, eight days for the network, um, or just as an actor where you are going to be on set twelve hours a day uh, for the the entirety of your episode. Uh, yeah, it, it would just be ideal to have your partner there, even though. I, I feel like it's it's like it's it's a gift and a burden. I mean, in the fact that like you got to learn because I know creative minds can really clash okay. on a negative end. Julia Roberts, right? Who's she dating? Her a cameraman, right? Yes. Yeah. How would he have gotten her had he not been working with her? Right. Yeah. See what I mean? No other way. Uh, Natalie Portman knocked up uh-huh. by whom? Her choreographer. Oh, I didn't know. Because they were working. You didn't, what do you mean you didn't know that? That's all she ever talks about. I don't listen to her interviews. Did you watch the Oscars? Did you watch the Globes? I didn't watch the Globes. Did you watch the Oscars? Yeah. And you didn't see this? I I, I just forgot her speech. It wasn't it wasn't that memorable for me. You didn't listen to our podcast covering it with our own uh, Maria Munoz, who was the pre-show host for ABC, who called in? I, I saw her on the Oscars. Um, who, Natalie or Maria? Maria. Okay. Um. I tried actually seeing her when I went down there, and I was, you know, trying to get some VIP access, but uh, Maria couldn't see me, so because um, I was in a crowd, and so she couldn't get me to go talk to Natalie. Um, I see. Unfortunately, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry I didn't. I didn't okay, I didn't well, so for everyone, and this goes for any job. It's not just a Hollywood job. Yeah, work with her. Yeah, because you know, that's where even even if you're not on set, you're spending eight out forty hours a week working with someone. Mm-hmm. You know. You have the chance there for romance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Phil. Um, that almost kind of seemed too relevant, though. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give that a C, Jesse. Yeah. That's a, only less a C. relevant. Less relevant, Jesse. Um. Um. But anyway, so going back to the the showrunner couples that I know. Yeah. Jeff and Jackie Schaefer, who do the league on FX. Uh huh. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, they're. Quite, I mean, is it the funniest thing ever? 
Um, to be honest, no. And then they'll they'll admit this, but um, you know, it, they, it's literally just them. Uh, they have a very very small crew. The actors help in the writing every now and then, mm-hmm. but they're a couple. They love it, and um, to be honest, you know, they have they have a good show. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's better than most of the TV out there. Again, is it the greatest comedy on TV? No, but up there. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily. I'm I'm, I'm also also think of another show. Uh, all it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, where two of the actors are are married, and I believe one of them is the uh, at least one of the writers. Um, so I don't know if they're both showrunners, but uh, what? But it's sunny or the league? Always sunny. Okay. Um, do you watch that show? I've seen episodes. Uh, it has a it's the blonde chick. Yes, I know. Wait. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, the the blonde uh, D, D D D Reynolds and uh, um. And the and, and the uh, muscular guy who's always talking about his, I, I, honestly, I kind of thought that was an odd couple. Um, just mm-hmm. just because I've, I only know them as the characters, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that doesn't make sense. But I don't know how these people are in real life. I'm obviously they're not like that. But um, of course. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. No, it's it it, it I, I can I can there's a, because all you see you see a lot of Hollywood uh, big Hollywood uh, um, romances. You know, Benifer. And Cameron and uh, who, who directed um, um, last year's Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Yeah. Uh, that director, they they divorced as well, and uh, you know it, it it can't it doesn't always work out. But at the same time, that those are people that aren't necessarily uh, on the, the same, same set or, or the same page. Same of things. page of things. Yeah. So let's let's also dive into that aspect of it. Um, but when you're but but when you're running a show and that's your baby together, um, you know it's like literally a baby. You gotta it's a lot of pains together. Well, so I mean, um, Chris Nolan, who who directed Inception, he has been dating Emma Thompson, and who's produced all of his movies now. Obviously, a very successful producer. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they have and what successful, you know, Jack and J- Jeff, who I mentioned, what they have is a true partnership. Um, in the regards of their relationship and the regards of their creative work. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, and this goes for all relationships, if you don't have that, it's probably not going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership still. It's a partnership. You got to be all about her deal, and she's got to be all about your deal equally. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so she's a doctor still. <laughs> Guess what? You better ha- be making flashcards for her to study in graduate school so that she can become an go- amazing doctor. And she's got to respect you enough when you say, hey, I need eight hours to write my script. That's it. Yeah. Stu's shy guy and writing his script. No parties for Stu. I will love you violently. <laughs> yes. <There we> go. <laughs> Still kind of relevant. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah. and uh, But in the case of showrunners, when, when, uh, yeah, let, when one has to d- write the script, then the other one can help them with writing that script. And it's an amazing bond. And uh, good... Good, good showrunner. Good showrunner. Uh, uh, good, sorry, good showrunner. Partnerships can really blossom. Bill. They can. And they blossom into these great shows. And uh, also, by the way, Hung is a showrunner couple. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Anyway, but that's Do you really. Yeah. Okay. You, you, well, you no, know. we want to. We uh, we want to cover it. Oh, okay. So we're looking for people. That's why I ask. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. Am I? I and uh, we know we're uh, close friends with Alexander Payne. Who's one of the producers on it? No kidding. And uh, obviously, Alexander is a great film director. Sideways Election, um, Cedar Rapids, by the way, just came out. He was a producer on it. 
That's that's better. Get that car out of here. <laughs> um. <laughs> Turning that. <laughs> Stu, was that? Did you turn off? No. Did you hit the panic button the, by chance? The panic button. Yeah, the panic button. No, I did not. I didn't. I. My car isn't that that great, Phil. I don't have a panic button. All right. Um, but what I was going to say is, uh, Alexander Payne, yes, great. Uh, he just came out with Cedar Rapids, produced that great movie. Very underrated, so I'm trying to give it a little support, mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyway, well, if we're on the relationship thing, will, I saw. Will, will he be a guest uh, guest telephone uh, inter- speaking? Oh, he'd come down to the studio. Oh, he'll come down to the studio? He'd nice. come down. Nice. All right. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's... you haven't approved me but I'm in Phil I'll see you then I haven't what? <laughs> you haven't approved me as a co-host but I'll, I'm in buddy alright <laughs> anyway but that's all I had to I yeah if, you, if anyone else, want, else wants to read the uh, art, this great article about uh Stu any any uh, are you gonna have a showrunner relationship with anyone your girl? I think she could very well be a showrunner with me um, as much as it kills me when she says that's a stupid idea um <laughs> I I do <laughs> I do come around to, to agreeing that is a stupid idea. You you have saved me from countless hours of work. Um, so it probably would be a prosperous relationship, and uh, well, and uh, all the fans out there would benefit because of it. So you should root for that. But anyway, but yeah, at L A Times, uh, if you just search for TV show running couples, the ultimate working marriage, you will find that article. Great three pager. But the uh, ultimate working marriage and what? Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Winning. All right. Um, I think we should get to our news and gossip before this start. turns out of hand. Yeah. After Buzz TV News. And there was an exclusive premiere of Queen of Dogtown's cover of Plush by Stone Temple Pilots on E Online. The song is not included on California Cation album, and it's also not online. <laughs> Oh. oh, and wow. that's your AfterBuzz TV Californication news and gossip for the week of week of March sixth. Wow, that was uh... Stu. What the? Are you kidding? This is the worst. A, I hate that. Uh, no, I don't. I can't say I hate that band, but I'm sick and tired of trying to plug them. Why are we? Doing and B, I can't believe that's all we had. And that's all you could get. <laughs> I was in charge of other. And you want stuff. Alexander Payne on the show? I was. I was in charge of other news, Phil. I, we should have read that news. What? We should have read. We should have read uh, Big Love News instead. We'll do. We'll read Big Love News when we do Big Love. Anyway, um, that's like reading the Jersey Shore news on American Idol. I know. Nobody cares. Okay. Um, I think. I think they're related. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, Phil. Um, Stu, I think that's I for you. I, uh, I opened That it. phone's on the hold, uh, I, and I, th- no, I think it's your job. I opened the, uh... Hold for- on, I'm trying to steal the line from Gossip Girl. Uh... Speaking of shows that aren't related. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. The phone's ringing, Stu. It's your job. On the line. Okay. And that's the CW, everyone. Anyway, uh... Clearly not Californication. Why I get sucked into doing Gossip Girl, I don't know. Um, hey, I guess my, my, it's got to be all the cuties mm-hmm. on the show that I'm just so sucked in. I'm like, hey, I like Gossip Girl, too. Okay. But, um, yes, I opened a fortune cookie, uh, Phil, and it told me that uh, Hank would be in court next week. 
see most of those Chinese fortune cookies go of like <laughs> live long and prosper. Well, this one was very to the point and said that Hank would be in court next week and the uh, period and it told me that my winning numbers for the lottery would be 15, 60 and 75 4. Excellent. And uh Karen in my fortune cookie said that Karen w- um, clearly has a, uh, has a bout with Hank because he doesn't remember apparently, or she or like all things Hank doesn't care because like in tonight's episode when the car was to- to, um, smashed, the last line we hear is, oh, "I guess I don't have to fix that bumper." Yeah, like you know what I mean. Always just joking, and so so I could see Karen being very angry with Hank for making light of any situation, especially him being on trial, and so that's going to be tested. Now, um, with Abby, she doesn't know this, because it's going to come out for everyone. Because um, they had that they had that key uh, that key video from the from the deposi- de- deposition. Uh, you know, admitting like I, you know, I didn't tell him, and it was my fault, all that. But, um, so how do you think she's going to feel about these, uh, un- who caring about the videos? No, no, Abby. Um, Abby's seen about, these videos. Uh, not the video about. Okay, she knows that Hank. I mean, she can. I mean, she, she knows that. She, that's all she seems to know. But she doesn't know that Hank had a continuing relationship with an underage girl, which um, Mia. Um, I'm just saying, it's not only Karen on the line here. I think it's Abby too. Well, Hank's always. It's a juggling act. That's what makes it exciting. You know, you, you're you're wheeling and dealing. You got one phone. You got you know, not that Hank has. T- three phones but i'm just saying it's uh it's very exciting and uh you know i feel like as always we're gonna join this train ride um or whatever chaos Mm -hmm. circus carnival whatever you want to call it yeah and um i was hoping for another like random yeah yeah one more rhymes with winning anyone yeah that would be us Uh, well, thanks for tuning in. We'll have Kevin back with us next week. And, um, we got three I, more episodes, Phil. Three more. We got three more episodes. Stu, thank you for steering the ship. I think you did uh, an admirable job. I think I did a perfect job, Phil. Another perfect too. episode. S-H-I-T. Yes. And, and Charlie Sheen, thank, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for winning. Thing to do right now is winning, thank you, you know? Phil. Yes. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, winners! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.